This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching here. We are your auto repair shop coaches. Our goal is to help you, the independent auto repair shop owner, make your dreams come true. We do that by opening your mind to things you didn't know you didn't know and by getting you out from under your business and putting you in charge of your future as well as your family's future. Our goal is for you to stop having a hobby and start having a business you can be proud of and can take time away from. First and foremost, I want to thank AutoLeap. Without their continued support, this podcast would not be available free to you. I highly recommend scheduling a demo with AutoLeap using the link in our show notes. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who could benefit from the topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. As always, if you have an idea for a show topic or want to talk, feel free to get with me, Chris, at autofixsos.com. So in episode 112, the last episode, we talked about why you need a business coach. I, I feel like it's super important to follow that up with, are you coachable? Okay. Different levels of coachability can be thought of as a spectrum or a range, ranging from highly resistant to change at one end to being very receptive and proactive about growth at the other end. And, and some factors that contribute to one's level of coachability include... Number one, open-mindedness, willingness to listen to new ideas and perspectives without immediately dismissing them. Number two, self-awareness, understanding one's own strengths, weaknesses, and areas that need improvement. Number three, adaptability. That's the ability to adjust to new situations and make changes based on feedback. Number four, humility, acknowledging that there's always room for growth and learning, even as an experienced business owner. Number five, commitment. Dedication to the process of learning, growing, and implementing changes. Number six, say yes. Do you say yes more than you say no? Are you willing to surrender to the process? Okay. Again, we talked, we started, started talking about the spectrum of the scale. We're going to end with a little story or talking about it at the very end too. Okay. So I want you to keep that in mind. To determine if you're ready for coaching, I want you to consider the following questions. Number one, are you willing to invest time, energy, and resources into personal and professional growth? Number two, can you accept constructive criticism and feedback without taking it personally? Number three, are you open to exploring new ideas and strategies, even if they challenge your current beliefs and practices? Number four, do you recognize that your current level of knowledge and experience may not be sufficient for continued success? Number five, are you committed to following through on the guidance and advice provided by coach or mentor? If you can answer yes to most or all of those questions, I think you're probably ready for coaching. Keep in mind that being coachable is a continuous process and it's essential to maintain an open and growth oriented mindset even after you start working with a coach. Recently, somebody asked me, Chris, what are signs that someone is coachable or, or what do you look for when you do a discovery call? There's several things that I look for, that I listen for. Again, I'm big in behavioral-based interviewing. And so some of the questions that I ask on the discovery call, let me know the answers to some of these things. First off, are they growth-oriented? When a person is growth-oriented, it means that they know that there are many things that they don't know. We often say that our clients don't know what they don't know until they know it. It's exactly it. 
These people also have personal and professional goals that they're working towards and they're willing to approach issues with the learner's mindset when it's outside of their comfort zone. Growth-oriented people aren't as interested in approval as they are in, a, in development. They're willing to look at mistakes and failures as an opportunity to learn rather than taking them as a defeat. With that mindset, a person thrives on difficulties and challenges because they know it's the path to growth. They're also willing to be vulnerable. To be coachable, a person has to be willing to be vulnerable. A coachee has to admit that there are things that they don't know and that someone else might be able to help them gain the information and skills that they need. Not everyone feels comfortable admitting that they have weak points or blind spots in their knowledge. And, and someone too stuck in a fake it till you make it mentality might be unable to express the vulnerability necessary to be coached. They're also willing to try new things. A coachable person will take in information and, and experiment with trying new things. They aren't afraid of making mistakes or at least willing to take chances that could leave them with undesirable results as they understand this is a necessary part of development, right? And so as we stretch them or by, by stretching beyond their comfort zone, they can reflect on what works and what doesn't as they continue on a path for growth. They're also open to change. When someone is coachable, they aren't so set in their ways that the mere suggestion of change makes them defensive. They're willing to entertain the idea of doing something differently, even if they ultimately determine that the change isn't beneficial to themselves or their company. When you work with somebody that's coachable, there's much more room for dialogue about what is working and what isn't. They're also eager to learn. Being coachable doesn't just mean that someone can, can learn. It also means that they want to learn. As a growth-oriented individual, they're motivated to learn new things that can help them develop and improve. They're engaged and interested rather than just phoning it in. These people are also open-minded in the face of feedback. A coachable person has a strong enough sense of self that they can handle constructive feedback, even if it hurts a little. They have an open mind, allowing them to take in the feedback and consider whether it's true, and if so, how they can change to fix the problem. But beyond that, genuinely coachable people don't just wait to get feedback. They ask for feedback. Since they're interested in developing both personally and professionally, they seek out information that will help them on their path of growth. They're also action-oriented. Coachable people tend to be action-oriented. These people get things done. They stay focused on the task at hand, and they're motivated by their commitments, what they're willing to agree to do. If they get sidetracked or distracted from what they're working on, they're quick to get back on track. They're also self-aware. Coachable people work to build a solid understanding of who they are, warts and all. They're constantly tuned into what motivates them, their habits, how they relate to others, and what weaknesses they might have. Self-awareness is essential for coachability. This is because a person who doesn't have much of a sense of themselves will struggle to take in the feedback they receive and see how it relates to them. A person who lacks self-awareness tends to be defensive and lack empathy. They're quick to blame other people or make excuses whenever they receive the smallest amount of criticism or even marginally negative feedback. When I'm talking to them, I almost might find that they frequently criticize others, even though they're sensitive and defensive when someone tries to constructively and empathetically give them feedback. We talked about it earlier, I think, but again, they hold themselves accountable. Another sign that someone is coachable is that they hold themselves accountable when appropriate. They take responsibility for the things they're responsible for and will own up to mistakes they've made. These people don't make excuses or make a habit of blaming others for everything that happens. This is a level of extreme ownership. Okay. 
AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. A coachable person has goals in mind and is thinking long term. Without a sense of the big picture, any attempts at coaching someone is going to fall on deaf ears. As you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Likewise, you can do everything possible to coach someone, but you can't make them change. Only they can choose to have the willingness to learn, change, and grow. We talked about signs that someone is coachable. So what are the signs that someone isn't coachable? And again, as I'm reading these off, as I'm talking about them, as we're discussing them, I want you to think about where you're at with these. Are you coachable? Are you not coachable? So the first one is they have a fixed mindset. And it's the opposite of having a growth mindset is having a fixed mindset. These people believe that who they are is set in stone and cannot be changed. This leads them to be defensive in the face of criticism or feedback. It reads as an attack on who they are rather than an opportunity to grow. And when the person has a fixed mindset, the idea of being coached implies that they're deficient in some way. They essentially see the negative rather than the positive when it comes to learning and coaching. They respond defensively to feedback. People resistant to feedback will be very difficult, if not impossible, to coach. Whether they feel that is a personal attack or unwilling to change the way they do things because we've always done it this way, those individuals aren't willing to let in constructive criticism or even consider the potential validity of the feedback. They also seem uninterested in personal and professional growth. Some people aren't interested in growing their skills or learning new things. This goes hand in hand with having a fixed mindset. They believe they are who they are and nothing can change that. You know, if I think about it, after all, if you really believe that, why would you want to admit that who you are is deficient by expressing interest in personal and professional growth? Although some people seek it out, they know there's a problem, they know it can get better, but they just have all this internal turmoil that won't let them be successful or continue. They also lack emotional intelligence. A person that lacks emotional intelligence can't accurately perceive their own emotions and the emotions of others. Therefore, they cannot use that information to guide their actions and how they think. Uh, it's extremely difficult for an individual who lacks emotional intelligence to be thoughtful and empathetic in relationships with others, including someone who is trying to teach or coach them. When we talk about the coach-client relationship, there has to be enough of a relationship there that if I set you on a path and we're talking about things that need to get done and you've, you have agreed that you see that they need to get done, that there's a reason why you've agreed to get it done, you've agreed to a start date, and you've agreed to the actions you're going to take. If we call or do a Zoom the next weekend and you haven't done any of those, and you're not disappointed in yourself on some level for not achieving that, 
we don't have a relationship. We don't have a strong bond. I need you to be disappointed enough in yourself that you get those things done, knowing that, oh, Chris or Brent or Coach Mike is going to call. I need to get these things done. One, because it's in the in the best interest of the business. Two, I already said I'd do it and agreed to it. But three, because I don't want to let these people down. As shop owners, you may not have anybody else in your business to let down, but you're going to disappoint us. You know, we have to build that relationship with you. The next one, they can't admit when they're wrong. Some people always believe that they're right about everything and there's nothing you can do or or say otherwise to make them realize that they're just on a wrong path. Along the same, same lines, they constantly make excuses. A shop owner who seems to place blame everywhere except themselves is likely not very coachable. To be willing to learn and grow, a person has to be able to hold themselves accountable. Again, like if you don't get anything else between the last episode and this episode, you should have probably heard accountable like 25 times. Next, they lack humility and the willingness to be vulnerable. To truly change, a person has to let themselves be vulnerable. They have to have the humility to admit that there are places where they can improve themselves. If someone is unwilling to ask for help when needed, or be honest during difficult conversations, you'll probably find that they're also unwilling to be coached. They have unrealistic goals. There's nothing wrong with having bad goals, big, hairy, audacious goals. Nothing wrong with having lofty goals in one's career or life, but it's essential to have a plan in mind to reach the goal. If, if I have a shop owner that's constantly dissatisfied with their position in the business, with their family, et cetera, but at the same time, they seem unwilling to take the necessary steps to advance themselves, you can expect that they won't take well to coaching. They're also unwilling to experiment with new behaviors. Sometimes I find shop owners appear open to feedback, but they ultimately don't change their behavior. We're going to talk about this more in a minute. But again, this is the relationship. The relationship is not important enough. If they don't get it done, they'll be disappointed. A coachable person is willing to try out new things to see what works and take advice from people who have more experience and knowledge than they do. Uncoachable people won't be able to step outside their comfort zones and display the vulnerability necessary to try out new behaviors. It takes two to coach. Many of the traits that coachable people have overlap with those held by high-quality workers and the willingness and ability to learn new skills and receive feedback are vital no matter what industry you're in. Coaching is a two-way street involving a dynamic relationship between the coach and the auto repair shop owner. And just as self-awareness is vital for someone who's coachable, it's also an essential trait for the coach as well. Earlier, we talked about a spectrum scale for are you coachable? And and what I found by doing this for over 11 years and some 20,000 plus hours of phone and Zoom calls is this. There's an 80-20 rule in life, and this is the 80-20 rule of are you coaching or are you coachable? 20% of clients do everything with little or no pushback. They say yes, we talk about it, we set the schedule, boom, it's done. The next 30% are resistant to change, but will do what you identify fairly quickly. The next 30% will do what you suggest, but it takes some more convincing you know, for instance, it might take six months to get them to implement the parts matrix, even though they know that it's in their in their best interest and benefit. The last twenty percent. So we've got the eighty I just talked about, and then the last twenty percent. They feel some sort of pain. They know they need to do better, 
they think they want to do better, but no matter how how you approach them, they just won't ever make a change. Uh, these clients are also the ones that stop taking phone or Zoom calls and disengage the coaching process. So I want to leave you with this. If you were being coached, where do you think you'd fall on the scale? This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching reminding you it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse in order to get better. Remember, don't stop working today because tomorrow needs you. Please feel free to reach out to me, Chris, at AutoFixSOS.com or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Have a great day, everybody. And remember, rise and grind. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.